welcome into another podcast episode for Codings Pro Magazine. I'm Stephanie Chiswick and I'm Editor-in-Chief of Codings Pro. Today we have with us Stella Amador, co-owner of Florida Quality Roofing. FQR was established in 2002 and they work to properly identify and correct roofing issues, prevent future problems, and maintain and extend the life of roofing systems. Stella, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Stephanie. Thank you so much for asking me to be here. I'm excited. I am as well. And we've known each other for quite a few years now, but I think it'd be great to introduce you to our listeners. So can you give a little bit of your background? Sure. Uh, Yes, we have known a little bit, a few years. I am the co-owner and vice president of Florida Quality Roofing. I joined my business partner. It's going to be 10 years this September. So I basically deal with the marketing and the PR and everything that is um, getting the word out about our company and uh, maintaining uh, great relationships with all our clients, vendors, suppliers, and people like you. (laughs) So that's basically my role. I specifically uh, carved that niche for myself and it's worked really well. Yeah, and congratulations on your your 10 years. That's awesome. Yeah, it's going to be, it's, it's, (laughs) <laughs> time flies when you're having fun, but it's also, I do feel that it's been, a, it's been a long time. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so I'm wondering, do you have a background then maybe in the marketing area? How did you get into the roofing industry specifically? Sure. So I used to, um, I actually studied psychology in college and, oh. um, when I was graduating, I was working uh, a few jobs. And when I graduated, the law firm that I was working for primarily on the weekend asked me to start running their office. And it, one thing led to another and I was thrown into the fire of PR and being on camera, being on radio, being the spokesperson and, uh, running their operation. And, you know, when I left them to pursue other interests, we had about nine offices, eight in the state of Florida and one in the state of uh, Georgia. So I, in seven years learned how to grow a business, how to market a business, how to be the face of a company. And it was a great school that prepared me for entering roofing with my partner, Herman, who I've known since before I was born because our moms are best friends. And so when I was looking to reinvent myself, him and I had dinner and he expressed interest in wanting to grow his business in a different direction. And he was primarily residential and he had been in business uh, for, you know, 10 years already, had a good reputation, but didn't really have a marketing plan, didn't really have any presence uh, in the market. So you know, it was kind of a a really good fit for us. And I said, what do I know about roofing? I know nothing. (laughs) And he said, what did you know about law? And I said, you know, that's a good point. (laughs) So I said, I'll, I'll research the industry. I'll give it three months. And after three months, if you know, I'll let you know how I feel. And I think it was two months in and I just absolutely fell in love with the industry. It was exactly what I was looking for. It was the underdog, uh, you know, idea of, an industry that doesn't get a lot of respect and doesn't get the um, attention that it deserves. And so it was quite an easy fit for me because it felt like I was really taking a diamond in the rough and polishing it uh, because I knew how good my partner was. I know how ethical he is. And so it made it really easy for me to really shot it through the rooftops and do whatever I could to promote us. 
I love that. I, I had no idea that you guys were, you know, a uh, brother and sister from the womb, so to speak. Um, but that's such an amazing kind yeah. of backstory. You, you know, the one thing that really sticks with me with what you just said, too, is is that roofing in general as a as an industry sort of is uh, the black sheep, so to speak. I mean, do you have any insight into like, you know, you've been around now for 10 years in the industry about why it, it is that way? I think, unfortunately, um, it's kind of a, a bad habit. You know, you have people who have been doing things a long time a certain way, and so it becomes comfortable. And so rather than, you know, and even when things shifted to online, so I'll give you one simple example. For me, purchasing a roof, and I approached it from a perspective of, somebody who didn't know anything about roofing, purchasing a roof is a very large purchase. It's usually one of the largest home improvement or, you know, building improvements that you're going to make. And it's also one of the most intrusive. So you have um, an industry that's so um, it used to uh, bidding or throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks. And, you know, you'll have somebody looking for an estimate and say, email me a proposal. And I've kind of, I realized that within the three months of me researching the industry, I said, what do you mean? Like it's 30, 40, 50, 100, 200, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Why wouldn't you meet the person? Mm -hmm. And why wouldn't you present the options? Why wouldn't you do it in a professional manner? And it just struck me as one of the oddest things, you know, coming from, you know, a layman, you know, not knowing anything. And so what I've learned is that we, the industry just got comfortable and, and you need people with an outside perspective to say, you know, no, we, let's try it a different way. Let's do it differently. Let's meet in person. We, my company doesn't email proposals. Hmm. We do everything in person. Everything is a personalized approach and we're more boutique style, obviously, because of that. We keep it on a smaller scale. We could be bigger. We choose not to. We choose to uh, keep it, um, you know, relationship-based. We're not throwing, you know, a thousand things at the wall. And, and that may work for somebody. It just, for us and what we wanted to do, it just didn't fit our model. Yeah. While you were saying that, I'm so glad you just said the relationship-based because that's what I kept thinking is, gosh, your model must really kind of lean towards the ability to have a relationship with your client and every single client because you're sort of tailoring it to what their needs are, holding their hand along the way. The communication is probably key. That just sounds, it makes so much sense to me when you, when you put it like that. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of our clients um, – become our biggest advocates you know I do my newsletter once a year I don't like to spam people and I do it mostly to say hey this is what happened in the last year and you know this is what's been going on with us we hope just to kind of reach out and I've had so many clients respond and say oh congratulations and you know it's really a very family-oriented company uh, our company is run by my partner who's a second-generation roofing contractor his father is still very much a, a part of, of our of our company as a mentor and mo mostly as uh, he's our cheerleader. Um, and his cousin works as our production manager. His sister used to work with us. So we're, we have that very much family feel, and that's how we approach our clients. Uh, we very much welcome them into the FQR family, and it's, when we finish their roof, it isn't the end of the relationship. It's usually the beginning of a lifelong friendship. You know, we've been around now, it's going to be, it's 19 years yesterday. So 
most of our clients do become our biggest advocates, and we do walk them through the entire process, and we end up doing their their nephews, their nieces, their uh, children, and, and it's, it's a great pleasure. We love doing that. We love it when we get to work with people and have those long-term relationships. But not just with clients. We do that with, you know, with people like you. Mm-hmm. We've met once, and we stay in contact, and if we could ever do anything for each other in any way – you know, we're willing and able, and that's do you it's think, a pleasure to do myself. Yes, I, I mean, I completely agree. You guys are always willing to, you know, work with us or give us feedback, and we've been able to feature you guys in a couple uh, articles as well. So it's it's definitely, it's a, it is a relationship, and, and you guys are great at building those relationships. And um, it seems like, too, I know that not only have you won awards through us, but you're, you're you've been uh, award winners in, in other associations and, and organizations as well. So um, it seems like what you're doing is is successful, not only for the client, but for you guys too. So congrats to all your great work. I mean, it seems like it's... Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, we've, we've been very fortunate to position ourselves. And, and the idea has always been, we want to elevate the standards. We want to elevate the standards of the roofing profession. And again, with that mentality of like, it is one of the most, um, you know, hardest work that, you know, hardest, hardest that work that you have to do. Um, you know, when you see somebody on a roof, they're experiencing the elements in a way that most people never will and never do. So for me, you know, I, I don't take it for granted that I couldn't myself physically I've never done it and I know my partner has and his father has and so I am very humbled to be to be able to shine a light on that and and you guys are in Florida so that's even more so when you talk about the elements I mean is do you think that that that's one of the biggest challenges for you guys or are there other challenges that that you guys experience kind of as part of the roofing industry yeah I think that's the biggest because we are in South Florida and we do work throughout the state, but primarily our headquarters is in uh, South Florida, we do experience extreme heat. We experience, um, you know, days where you'll have morning uh, heat and then you'll have a thunderstorm at noon and then it'll go back to, you know, it'll be a 30-minute shower and then it's regular for the rest of the day. So we kind of we become experts at working around the weather and figuring out what we can and cannot do. And that is, that is a big challenge and, and being in this particular geographical area. Do you think, I mean, I know you spoke a little bit about your specific to where you think your growth is going to be. Do you think that you guys will stay within the Florida area? Is that really where you want to kind of just focus your attention or do you look into expanding in other areas? Um, we are primarily, our focus is in the central to southern Florida. Um, I think my partner and I, uh, Herman, who, um, you know, has the deals with the production side and, the, and specifically, you know, our, uh, you know, work itself, the, the actual work logistics, um, we've talked about going up to northern Florida and, and Jacksonville area, and that's something that we're exploring. But primarily, we are central to southern Florida. But that is that is an option. And it really depends on can we maintain the quality and the expectations 
that we've set for ourselves anywhere else? Mm-hmm. And that's the question that we ask ourselves. Can we deliver what we promise um, in that environment, in that, you know, in that area? And, and if the answer is yes, then yeah, we're willing to go. Right. And growth obviously looks different. It, it means different things, to different people. So, you know, growth doesn't necessarily mean geographical growth either. Yeah, it, it really does mean for us specifically, it means being able to, um, you know, reach a broader audience, but also maintain the quality of our, of our standards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part of what you guys are putting out right now, um, and this is kind of why we were thinking of talking specifically today, was your Roofing with a Purpose program. Can you maybe give us a bit of an overview of what that is and, and kind of why you started doing that? Yeah, thank you. That's a, um, something I'm very excited about. So last year during COVID, uh, it was our 18th year anniversary, and I had plans. You know, I usually get together to build those relationships. I invite clients. I invite our distributors, our manufacturers to a little shindig and, you know, kind of just rekindle those relationships. Well, we couldn't do that last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had to get creative and, you know, I said, what better way? And I, and I actually read an article. I'm a big, Herman and I are both big basketball fans and specifically Miami Heat. And I read an article by Udonna Taslam, who's a former player. And he talked about the, impact that food insecurity is bringing to our community and you know us growing up in this environment and in you know seeing firsthand the needs of of our peers it was a great opportunity to marry the two things that we wanted to do we wanted to commemorate our anniversary and we wanted to build on the community and we said what better way last year we partnered with feeding south florida because of that article that i read and um, this year, we've decided to partner with the Boys and Girls Club, and and you know it went from the transition of food insecurity to okay, now that kids are going to be starting to go back to school, some of them already are. What does that look like? How can we help? You know, children really are our future, and and how can we get involved and, mm-hmm. and do whatever we can to support those causes? Yeah. So each year, do you pick a new organization to partner with? So it started last year, and, and last year we partnered with Feeding South Florida, and like I said, this year I happened to also do a lot of networking uh, as part of our, you know, marketing, and I've been uh, really introduced to the Boys and Girls Club through one of my uh, networking groups and had a conversation with their director in the area, and it was a really great fit for what we were looking to do, mm-hmm. and so yeah, that's what we did. We, we switched to um, the Boys and Girls Club, and, and so far it's been great. The, the response is amazing from our clients who have reached out and have already donated, and we're donating uh, portions of, our, of each of our projects to that cause so that we can exponentially help them in any way that we can. I think that for people who are listening, um, it would be helpful also maybe if you could share, I mean, obviously you guys have altruistic sort of motivations behind uh, partnering with these organizations, which is amazing. I think it's, I think it's great. Um, I'm thinking for people who don't necessarily have that giving bone, are you seeing some benefits as far as like 
Um, it's helping to market your name out to potential new clients or anything like that as far as um, benefits for your business goes? Absolutely. So last year during COVID, you know, everyone was struggling to figure out how to, how to market appropriately and how to build your business during a time where everyone is scared, number one, and also the level of uncertainty as to what's going to happen. So what the campaign did for us was to be able to market in an appropriate way that seemed, you know, that is, you know, reaching your target audience, reaching an audience that is really looking at what's happening and is conscious and is aware. And, you know, when we started donating, and I believe in karma, so mm -hmm. it's not only a great thing to do, but it's also we saw an increase. When we started donating for every roof that we did, we started seeing a return on our investment almost immediately with the amount of people talking about us, with the amount of people um, reaching to our social media, looking to spread the word, you know, if you're going to buy a roof and, and, you know, talking to those people who don't have that altruism within them, if you're going to buy a roof, if you're a homeowner or if you're a building owner and you see someone doing, um, you know, a company that's donating a portion and doing something for the community versus someone who isn't, um, a lot of my clients said I was more inclined because you were doing something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it helps to set you apart from potentially from your competitors and um, gives a, you know, a reason to work with you guys. I love that. I think it's great. Yeah, absolutely. And it definitely, like I said, for us, tracking our, you know, return on investment, it was almost like my, even my partner said, whatever we're doing, it's really working because we didn't expect to come out of being in lockdown to all of a sudden just get the amount of work that we got just because of what we were doing and and it really it made us think twice like this year was there was no question as to what we were going to do the question was are we going to keep doing what we did before or can we switch to something different and, and kind of tie it into what we want to see uh, in our community yeah that's I, I just I love it it's, I think it's so great um, I've seen a couple organizations, you know, manufacturers, vendors as well. And it just, it feels like, it feels like the right thing to do, particularly right now to your point too. So for anyone um, who's new into coming into the industry, do you have any tips or tricks or words of wisdom to share with them? Um, yes. <laughs> Grow some thick skin. <laughs> this is not for the, this is not for the fans of heart, this industry, um, really, it took me, I think, the first three years to really not have a pit in my stomach when I saw guys on a roof, um, you know, when I talked about safety, when we talked about, you know, it's one of the things that can keep a, a business owner at night is safety and, and the safety of your team and are you doing enough to protect them, you know, with with the inclement weather, with um you know, safety procedures, et cetera. And also, you know, things are always going to happen. You know, we're in an industry where we control very little. We don't control when materials become available. We don't control when permitting happens. We don't control a lot. So having um, open and honest conversations with your clients, especially now when materials have become even more scarce um, when it comes to 
certain materials like tile is, you know, behind, foam is behind because of a variety of reasons. Having open and honest conversations with your clients. Mm -hmm. Things are going to happen. You just have to respond to them. You know, don't hide from the issues. Be open and honest and tell your clients what's going on and it'll go a lot smoother. I think that probably kind of goes back to your earlier theme of the building of relationships and it sounds like it kind of um, infiltrates a lot of what you guys do. Yeah, it does. It's We eat it, breathe it, and sleep it. <laughs> Roofing and, you know, just having, just t- talking. We have a group chat with our team and, you know, we're constantly communicating and whenever something goes wrong, we're the first ones to call the client, even if the client doesn't know it. Wow, that's awesome, yeah. Well, is there anything that you wanted to talk about before I hit you with these rapid-fire questions that I didn't ask? Um, Yeah, I want to give a big shout-out to everybody in the industry. You know, what we do is incredibly difficult, and we have, if you're doing this, you have thick skin already. If you're getting ready to do it, uh, do it with passion and, and throw yourself in there, and you'll be successful. And if you're interested in um, contributing or learning more, uh, you know, I have a few links that I can share at the end, and I'm happy to uh, have a conversation. Great. Okay. Let me give you the rapid fire, and then we'll circle back so people can reach out to you. Uh, Who is your hero or mentor, Stella? Um, (laughs) My hero or mentor. So I, my grandmother, um, was my I was her shadow my grandmother was an artist Hmm. and she was a painter and a sculptor and I come from an artistic family I always envisioned myself to be an artist although I'm just a uh, an admirer (laughs) and she was an amazing woman Uh, she founded the first school of art in my hometown and she was brilliant and I just I always wonder what would my grandmother do Mm. That's so great. What is your biggest pet peeve? Um, not showing up. So if you're going to say you're going to do something, do it. If you're not going to do it, just tell me so, mm-hmm. so that I'm not expecting you to do it. That's my biggest pet peeve. Mm-hmm. I, I second that. <laughs> um, <laughs> what place would you most like to get stuck in for a week right now? Oh, it's easy. Um, I would love to be in Portugal. <laughs> oh, yes. I would love to be in Portugal, in the wine region, uh, sipping on some amazing uh, Vino Verdes or, you know, some crisp white wines. Mm. I would love to be there. That sounds like heaven. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Stella. I really appreciate it. I think we gave um, our listeners a lot of good tips and tricks and kind of ideas as far as where they might think to grow or where they might want to, you know, reassess. And, and you guys are obviously doing a lot of great things over at Florida Quality Roofing. So if people do want to follow up with you for more information afterwards, how should they do that? Um, they can email me at Stella at FloridaQualityRoofing.com. And that's S-T-E-L-L-A at FloridaQualityRoofing.com. We're also on Facebook. Um, you know, I posted the campaign on our Facebook page, which is just Florida Quality Roofing Inc., um, which you can check it out and uh, help spread the word. And if you're, you know, interested in contributing the um, 
it's the Boys and Girls Club, so it's www.b as in boy, g as in girl, c as in Charlie, b as in boy, c as in charlie.org forward slash f as in Frank, qr19, and that's where our actual direct campaign donations uh, will be going directly to them to help, um, you know, after school uh, kids who rely heavily on the program to be able to maintain um, their after school care. Okay, that's awesome. I will be sure to add the links in our show description too. So if people want to go ahead and use those, they can follow up, um, donate. Again, uh, the, this is Stella Amador. She's the co-owner of Florida Quality Roofing. I'm Stephanie Chizik, Editor-in-Chief of Codings Pro. And as always, happy coding. Calling all Codings contractors. We have a great resource for you. Codings Pro Magazine provides you with the latest news, trends, and technologies for your coding needs. And the best part? It's completely free to anyone who signs up. Simply visit CodingsProMag.com slash subscribe. Codings Pro. Know what the pros know.